Welcome to Flow State Business. Welcome back, everybody. We are jumping into a very juicy topic that both Michael and I get asked a lot about today. So we are welcoming Michael back to the podcast. Yay! Thank you for having me. Yes, I was uh, surprised. I think I say this every podcast. I'm in surprised that people actually listen to that episode and want some more of me. So here I am. It's, you know what, apart from the last little bit that you just said that they want more of me, it's very common that my podcast guests say that, like they're really surprised that the episode did well or that, you know, people wanted to hear what they had to say. And I just have to say, you have a lot of value to add and a lot of context to give outside of just me talking to the group. So I love, I love having you here, babe. And today's discussion is going to be a fun one because we're going to be covering off some of the questions that the audience has asked us about travel, our relationship, and mostly lifestyle aspirational type goals and and what we did to create a lifestyle that is really derived around wealth and seeing the world and building an incredibly and wildly successful business. So couldn't have done this conversation without my business partner and my husband. And let's take everyone back to the very beginning. Do you remember what you said to me on our very first date together? Yes. Yes, I do. So I think you are- This is not a test. This is not a test. (laughs) Oh shit. What did I say back then? Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, you're asking me, oh, you, I think it was a question about, you know, what your hopes and dreams are along those lines. And I said, oh, one day I want to have an, well, not one day, one year, I want to have an endless summer. So for a whole year, travel the world and experience summer continuously as the season in different parts of the world, which um, I got that idea in high school when I first watched the movie, The Endless Summer. I thought, wow, what a great concept. But it was also in that moment, I remember thinking, well, I keep saying that's my dream to have an endless summer, but I'm actually doing nothing to achieve it. There I am stuck in a corporate job. Not really true because one of my other dreams was to climb the corporate ladder and be a CEO of a public company. But that did conflict with also having an endless summer. I had that internal struggle. So to answer your question in a long-winded way, I said to you, I wanted an endless summer. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, When you said that, Michael was the perfect corporate man image that you can think of where it was the blue suit, the brown shoes, the white shirt. And when you said that, it was just such a complete shock to me because I always thought you were going to be the CEO of a company as opposed to dreaming of leaving all of that behind and just living a humble lifestyle. Or I think you even went on to say, I just want to live by at a beach shack and, you know, spend time by the water. And it was such a completely different view on you. And I think it was at that point I was like, let's get married. <laughs> let's do that together. <laughs> and that's when I ran. <laughs> you hadn't met me when I was rocking the uh, the corporate mullet. So um, if you saw that, you would have been. No, but you grew it back, remember? Yeah, you inspired me. I said, this girl deserves a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I wish that on nobody. I wish that on no one. But honestly, I think that was like really the beginnings of this dream that we had together because fast forward a few years, 
We'd moved in together, had Teddy, had this beautiful blended family living in perfect suburbia in no less than a light blue house and a picket fence, right? Like we had all of that. And then we decided that we'd take this holiday to Bali one year. And when we traveled there, we had a chef and a driver and this beautiful villa with cleaners who would come and... I remember we'd taken the laptop with us because we were side hustling at the time and I thought I'd be really inspired to create things for the business. And do you remember I took a call from one of the businesses that wanted to collaborate with me? Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, I'm currently in Bali, but we can do this thing called a Zoom call. It was just, it was so new. It was 2017. We can do this thing called, called a Zoom call or we can FaceTime. And after I took that call, a light bulb just went off for the both of us. And we were like, oh, we could do this. We could start an online business and travel all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think we read the four-hour work week, which was all about that, further proof that people were doing it. So we thought, this is it. This is what we've got to aim for. Do you know, like thinking back on that, it's so incredible and so amazing because it wasn't like there were others who were readily examples for us to lean on. There was definitely a lot of travel vloggers and a lot of single people or just like couples. But do you remember how hard it was to find a family who was doing this and not just a family who traveled every now and again, like a family who were a digital nomadic family and also the families that we did find, they were all trying to do it on a really tight budget and driving around in a van and nothing against that, but it really wasn't our style. Like we wanted to do it luxuriously and and really live it up. But it's amazing, don't you think, that we just found the groove and we just took the plunge and did it anyway? Yeah, so I went off YouTube watching the Digital Nomad family, but because they, you know, had hundreds and thousands of subscribers and they were getting sponsorships and things, it was a bit easier for them with, with, with travel. But I just figured, well, they had to start from somewhere to get to there, which is probably where we're at now. So let's just do it. Let's aim to get our business fully online. But I think at the time we did, or you did, a lot of in-person workshops. So we had to really transition to become fully online so we could travel and we said, let's just go travel for six months, see how it is. And that six months turned into almost two years in the end, wasn't it, until the pandemic hit? The travelling component for us became a really big part of our focus and we talked about this in our previous episode together about setting up a financial runway to begin our business and then we began setting up our second runway which included something so radical at the time, selling our house and putting that amount of profit, which luckily we did get a really nice profit on it. We did some really interesting things with that profit and effectively began a new era in our life, which is now, I guess, commonly referred to as leasing the lifestyle. Let's go into some detail on what we did exactly there, because it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, they started a business and they started traveling. But what was the in-between part for us that we had to kind of iron out and work through? First, we sold our house. And with that, because we had a, a, you know, three-bedroom house, big garage, sold a lot of our possessions. So downsized. So then we moved to the city with an apartment, which was smaller. So we had to downsize, which was good. And then we lived in that 
apartment for what almost 18 months at least 12 months and once again we had to dance if we're going to travel we only had three suitcases each one suitcase each between so three in total i'm trying to say so uh we had to downside even further to have all our stuff in these three suitcases from that apartment so to some people that's daunting but to um well to me probably yourself as well it's, it's liberating just to get rid of all the material possessions and oh, yeah. all the clothes that you never wear and stuff like that. So that was um, a big step to get ready to travel. If we were going to be on the road and not have a lease and not have all we got is really, yeah, our suitcases, a lot of uh, downsizing and selling of stuff to do. Someone has asked about how we budget for something like this because it's really hard to know. And going back to the first time we did it, so to give context to everybody, and if you're new around here, always a massive welcome and hello. You've kind of just come straight into the deep end with us. But we travelled from 2019 till 2020 and had to return to Australia because of the pandemic. And there was no intention whatsoever to come back and settle at all. I don't. If the pandemic didn't happen, we would still likely be out there and living a very different type of lifestyle. But regardless, that one year that we traveled, we had absolutely only the intention to keep going for as long as we could. And did it come across your mind a lot around what to budget and how to budget for that? First, we need to afford the plane tickets. And I think we bought them four to six months out. That was a big manifestation moment for us. Yeah. Like you can't prepay or you know, lay-by or what's it called, installments for plane tickets. So we paid then. So once they're paid for, that part's lock, locked in. So we got the one-way trip. It was first it was to New Zealand and then to Hawaii and then Los Angeles. So we had that locked in and then we started booking Airbnbs and things in advance. So you, you could pay even full when you book them or a deposit or whatever. So we started putting deposits so then that, that sort of forced you to budget because you've already sort of paid for it. So, you know, three months, probably three months out, started doing that. So, you know, 25% to 50% of the trips already sort of um, paid for and booked. And do you remember, like I said, I'd say things like, when I sign my next client, we're going to book the place that we want to book in Orange County. When we click over that 20K month, we'll use that to buy the plane tickets. Like there were, we, we sort of gamified it in a sense to create that connection and that fun. And that it, will, it was really playful for my energy to link whatever it was that I was earning in my business to something that we were physically going to experience and receive, even if it was, you know, way down the track it felt really so much better for me than to just put it into a savings account and, you know, kind of one day do something cool with it on a rainy day. Yeah. No, we were very intentional with, okay, when we get this yes. lump of money coming through, we're going to book this in. Everything was dedicated for us to travel and book stuff yeah. in. And then it was a question of, like, that's when I said before, we're going to travel for at least six months because I, I was confident we had enough money to travel for six months. Was that just because you'd done some projections or just based on the bookings that we had had? Well, on projections, because I think at least three to four months before we left, we were making consistent 10k months I'm pretty sure the funny thing is that the month we did leave was our lowest month ever I think it was like two grand or something that month maybe three it was really low and I thought to myself oh shit what's happened if we <laughs> as our luck changed 
Uh, but maybe it was because we were putting more work into clearing the house and not as much on the business. Maybe that was why. But for whatever reason, we had a really low month. I probably, I don't know if I ever told you that. No, I knew. I was crying about it. I was like, oh, this is going to make it interesting. Fortunately, the next month, um, we, it picked up again. Actually, it picked up substantially. I think, I think we made 17 grand the next month. And ironically, you know, travel's expensive. But for us, the more we traveled, the more income we seemed to make, business income, because I think people were more attracted to our story, particularly your story, because you're, you're the one posting about how we could travel with a small kid or small kids and have an online business. And our business just started to really, really grow. So I didn't see that coming, but it was a, it was a pleasant surprise, that's for sure. Isn't that crazy? Because if that's the case, um, then by the time we landed, we, we lived a big portion of our time in the United States in Huntington Beach, such a beautiful time. And both Michael and I's like favorite memory, I believe is like in HB. And I still remember that one week, not even maybe that one weekend, remember I did $5,000, three months to work with me. And I signed like 10 people in a row. Yeah. And it was so nuts. It was like 50K sales weekend or something. And I was on one call after another, one discovery call after another. I still remember going upstairs to that bedroom, just going, all right, another discovery call, another discovery call. And it was like, sale, 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 one after the other. And, you know, I I guess we all have really like humble beginnings because like there's no way I'd charge five grand for three months now. But to me, that was just a real culmination of a belief in myself, a belief that we could continue to make income whilst traveling. And not just that, most of my audience were buying, who were buying these services were non-Australians. They were from America and from the UK. And it really opened up, literally traveling opened up the world to us, but opened up our coaching business as well. When we left, I said, we had our lowest month ever. Four months later, we we're making 50 grand months. Minimum. Like it was, and it was really consistent. And then there were some months where there would be like a massive jump. And then, you know, so much happened traveling wise for the business where what happens is I know personally for, for me and then sort of speaking on behalf of you, Mike, but we just get really expanded by what we see and what we feel and how we move through this world that what came from that were things like red carpet days, like having one-to-one days with my clients. And I just think that was actually so bold for the both of us to just kind of put it out there and be like, let's run it and see what happens. Having no idea how to actually do a VIP red carpet day, but just putting it out there. So we held them in like Lisbon and London and Bulgaria, intention to hold it in Bali, all these places. And I just think that was so fucking awesome that one, we were able to travel and do events. And then secondly, Inner Circle was really born out of our travels because before then I hadn't had like a super high level mastermind. I'd only launched it once we began traveling. And the first call we ever did for Inner Circle, we were in Viet- in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. I remember that. I took Teddy out. We made sure we clear the apartment so you had <laughs> a nice quiet space. I remember that. Yeah. I think for us, traveling energizes us. So we're about to travel in two months' time 
And because we just did a little trip to Adelaide and now I'm starting to get really energized, just the anticipation of traveling. Once we're over there, I think we get really energized and we become really intentional with our time because we'll be in a new city. So we'll do work in the morning, knowing we're going to go sightseeing in the afternoon or vice versa. For us, it really gives us an uplift. And I think that must just come through in our business and, you know, in, in the, what you post. And people are attracted to that. People want to jump on the momentum. When they see someone's got good momentum, they want to go, well, what's going on there? I'm, I'm curious. So we've got, we got more and more uh, inquiries. Every time we travel, the business makes more money. And I'd love to say that this was a belief that we put into it, but I honestly feel it really is, this is where I feel like energy and design, human design plays a really big part in it because we could have never guessed that it would have happened until we did it. And then we realized the whole lens that we were looking through was so small and having traveled, it just become bigger. Like, so a really specific example of that is you hear this a lot, thinking small and feeling small, feeling trapped, and you're not quite sure what that is. So something as simple as the idea of, I can only do calls between nine to five, let's say, because that's the working day. Once we started to travel, that seemed like such a small, far away thought for our business, because we realized, hang on, there's someone awake all the time at every hour of the day that if I were to just say I'm doing a call at 3am, which I wouldn't, but let's say it's local time, Australia, 3am and something else overseas, my business is still running. It's still operating. No one's going to crack it. People aren't going to get angry with the times. And that was when I started to realize I didn't have to worry about those small timetable issues anymore because I have a global business and there's always people who it is going to be the right time zone for it isn't, you know, I don't know if that makes sense to everybody, but that certainly was one example that comes to mind when I think about how travel has helped us expand the business. And what blows my mind is that we have international clients. We have clients from so many different countries. Like we literally are an international business. That just blows my mind that that can occur, but to the wonders of um, technology such as Wi-Fi and things. Yeah, you can, you can reach humans from all across the globe. That just blows my mind. And how natural it is for people just to connect. Like you said, we've got a lot of um, American clients and UK and European clients and some from Asia, so even a couple from South America, even South Africa, yeah, shout Africa out. now. So we're almost every, every continent, I'd say. So most of it, you know, just want to do good by their family and, you know, by their partners and, and for themselves. So, yeah getting a bit mushy but yeah the human spirit it's so it's so connected it's um yeah it's a beautiful thing yeah and i think that is a testament to so much of the work that we've done around setting up the boundaries and saying no to this type of client and yes to more of these types of clients and everything i you know kind of say in my sales and marketing but also the things that you help me really articulate in sales pages and emails and even things like payment plans and being really intentional about that has helped us craft that business that, you know, to what it is today, which is so amazing. So before we finish up and we, you know, like I said, we're going to keep this episode much shorter than per usual. What are you looking forward to the most coming up to kind of like, it feels like the second round of world travel how do you think it will be different? What are you looking to recreate? Let's talk about this. Yeah, at, at the start, I was looking to recreate 
our experiences, but you're never going to recreate the same experience. So I've, I've let that go. I think I had that conversation with you. You really wanted to recreate Orange County. I had a great time because I, I made friends and I was watching sport and I was drinking beer. So yeah, I, I really want to experience that again, but it's, no, it's never going to be the same, is it? So I let that go. Last time when we traveled, I would plan or we would plan stuff out at least a month ahead. So we'd sort of know where we'd be a month ahead uh, with flights and accommodation. This trip, all we've booked is the flights and one hotel night when we get there. And your cousin offered us her New York home, so we've got that covered. We've got that as well. So we think we might be going there, but this one is going to be even more spontaneous. So, you know, I know we might have someone from Chicago or St. Louis that we go visit or maybe someone from Phoenix we might go visit and then we might just go across the pond and visit someone or watch a football game or two. So it's going to be a bit more spontaneous. I've got things I want to do, mainly go to sporting games. And I just want to go to Mexico. I've never been. I just want to go to Mexico, chill out there for a few days, just scratch that itch and then be done with it. I want to go to Mexico because where we're going to be initially is going to be cold and I'm more of a summer summer guy. So it will probably be a bit warmer down there, but I'm getting over that. Everyone tells me why Christmas is a magical. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to a bit of cold, a bit of winterfell action, but then, yeah, get to a warmer climate maybe uh, a month or two afterwards. And I do, don't you just have this like, I don't know, yeah, don't you just have this feeling that the business is going to go through another growth spurt this time around? I feel really excited. I feel like there'll be some new opportunity that will present itself to us. Got no idea what it is yet, but I feel like there'll be something will happen. Either we'll have a aha moment or someone will approach us, but I feel like something big is going to happen. Yes. And Michael and I actually, we both go to two psychics, the same psychics, and one of them's in person and one of them's on the phone. And the one that was phone-based, he said to me, and he also said to Michael in, in the same sense, when we're there in the United States, something will come to us, an opportunity will unfold when we're on ground there. We'll hear something, we'll stumble across something and it's very specific. We won't know what it is unless we're there. So I think both of us are just like, what is it? What is it? What is it? (laughs) So we'll be very excited to report that back for sure. Definitely. I can't wait. I feel like something's going to happen and that was sort of validation or confirmation that something will happen. So for sure. I'm so excited. I can't wait to go traveling again. I'm not I'm normally pretty calm before situations, but I'm starting to get very That's eager. That's Michael's excited voice, by the way. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's that's the level. That's the level. But I love that so much. <laughs> I'm hysterical. I'm hysterical back here. <laughs> Someone hold me back. <laughs> oh my gosh, you'll I hope you all loved this episode. Um, Like I mentioned, it feels like so many of you are just like, bring Michael back, bring Michael back. So I will incorporate more of Michael's interviews into our upcoming lineup. Thank you so much again, babe. You are the best and we'll be sure to keep you updated on all of our travels as they they unfold. All right, we'll catch you guys really soon. And any final parting words? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, Henry Ford. Love that. Love that. All right, my loves, have an amazing rest of your day and we'll catch you soon. Bye.